from 1011 Now and the 1011 Studios in Lincoln, Nebraska. This is the End Report Podcast. Welcome on into the End Report Podcast. It is Wednesday, April 27th. Kevin Suits, I have not seen you in a couple days. It's been a minute. How are you doing? Good, you? Doing well, doing well. You do had you, a little... Do you know where I was on? Uh, do you know where I was on Saturday? I do, and I'm pretty jealous. I was at maybe the best Cubs game, non-playoff, non-no hitter in a century. The Cubs won 21 to nothing by three touchdowns. Did you see this? Somebody posted Bears the, over the final Steelers. score. Yeah, the Bears over the. You saw that too. Yeah. That was pretty good. Of all the games to go to, Bill. I know, right? You picked the one. I did. Well, and I had to talk my wife into it a little bit. We were in Chicago for a wedding, and um, we were going to go on Friday, but it got pushed back to 7. We couldn't go because there was a dinner that night. And then the wedding Saturday was in downtown Chicago, and it was at 445, and it was a 121st pitch. And I was like, babe, we can go for like five or six innings, uh, and be a little pricey, but I mean, how often do you get to go to Wrigley? And she's only been to Wrigley pregnant, so she's never actually <laughs> experienced Wrigley in an enjoyable manner. Did you have bleacher seats? Uh, no, we sat uh, mid-level behind home plate a little bit. Pretty good. Uh, good seats, good old style, good hot dog, and she was happy because they just kept scoring runs. So now she is was she a Cubs That's fan too, or is she just there as a supportive wife? Uh, okay. She's an adopted Cubs fan. That's yeah. good. But that was amazing, right? Oh, it was incredible. And did you make it to the no, wedding on like time? It's like the only game the Cubs have won in the last week, but yeah. Uh, we did. We got to the 80th floor of wherever it was at, at like 442. So With it a was few a, minutes to spare. It was a uh, train to Wrigley, train to the hotel, train to the, you know how trains work in downtown Chicago. Yeah. But Now, little did you know, I too was in Illinois this past week. You were, you... You were running on what, like four hours of sleep between Two. Friday and Two. Let's not round up here. Let's be <laughs> let's be factually correct. Um, yeah, it, my, my, it was my goddaughter's confirmation in Illinois on Sunday morning. So uh, the way our personal schedules worked out because we have two boys playing baseball. Each had two games on Saturday, so I was uh, solo parent in total dad mode on Saturday all day long. And once the last baseball game concluded. Despite having dirt all over my body. Oh, no, sh- no shower. Oh, Just- there was no shower. At 10.30, I hit the road and went east. Or uh, Yeah, I went east to Illinois, all the way to my in-laws, which is about six hours from Lincoln, without having showered. And when I got there... You must at- love this goddaughter. Uh, yeah, I do, I do. <laughs> She's also my niece and a uh, wonderful family. It's my sister's daughter. Uh, but when I got to my father-in-law's at about 4.15, 4.30 a.m., you would think I would go directly to bed. I went directly into the shower because it was just the most disgusting ride. Oh, yeah. Um, You're probably running on, like, coffee and Red Bull. Well, the, the go-to, I don't know about you when you have a road trip and you got to burn the midnight oil. For me, it's coffee and sunflower, sunflower seeds. seeds. Yep. yep, and we're spitting seeds. And, you know, I, I, I hit up um, the gas station in Nebraska City, and I made sure I had about everything I needed because I didn't want to stop again. And I'll be honest, I was good. The whole drive, like, powered right through, jamming out to classic rock, paint the picture with me. There was nobody See, on the I road. remember. I remember when we had our first son, Theo. I was 
going to you for a little bit of advice, and you said you got to you got to find out you have to find out how much sleep you can run on. And you told me yours was five hours. Correct. And you got to find out how much you can do a full day on five hours. So when you got two, that's not quite five, Kevin. And that's where uh, I, I you haven't seen me on the news the last couple of days. We're trying <laughs> to take a little bit of a break. Well, well back to your point of like uh, that. How much? The question was posed to my wife and I during one of those. Um, Lamaze. Lamaze classes. Yeah. And, and I remember the instructor saying, everybody here needs to determine how many hours of sleep they need to fully function the next day. Not how much you want, right. but how much do you need? Because, you know, and as you found out, as you have an infant, it, you're not going to get much sleep, period. So in the terms of like trying to co-parent, try to help each other find that number. My number I established was five my wife's number is much larger than mine um what's what's yours i i've always operated off of that too. mine is about five i've i've honestly found that i if i get a solid five i'm almost better this probably has to do with rem or whatever but i'm almost better than if i get like a solid six i function better on five or seven there's a difference though in my in my experiences Five with an instant cup of coffee versus six with no coffee. Like the coffee is the game changer. Coffee for is me. a game changer. You that know, is like very if true. you can hit. I was not a coffee drinker until I had kids, and now I'm trying to tail it back a little bit. But okay, this is an end report through. podcast. Thank you for sitting but through that, our. But uh, that was good. I, we, so, I, feel I know, cleansed. and I feel like a lot of people uh, can. Re- there's a lot of people that can relate to uh, sleep or lack thereof. Uh, but let's talk about what we are going to talk about today, and that is pretty much dominated by the NFL Draft, which is about 24 hours away. Kevin, four Huskers taken in the last two years, none in 2019. Could have five? 2022? Uh, is that a big number? I feel like that's max. I feel like that's max. I, I agree with you. But it's possible. If there was a betting line on how many Nebraska football players get selected in the 2022 NFL draft. Three and a half. I was just going to say, that I think probably it's three and a half. Because I think it's either going to be three, possibly four, five would be a stretch. But not out of the realm of possibility. I think the bigger part of the saga that we're going to, it's going to be interesting to see is how many guys get signed as undrafted free agents. That's where the number of, okay, maybe it might be three draftees, but it's going to be nine guys heading to the pros. Right. Just because I, I feel like a, a Damian Daniels, perfect example. I don't expect he will get drafted, but there's going to be a team taking him uh, as an undrafted free agent and and minutes I'm, after the draft right, is over. And I can absolutely see him making a 53-man. Easily. He's a, especially he's got a, uh, a brother that has spent some time in the league, and he's a huge he, – he plays the three technique. And, you know, so for the defenses that run that style of system, look at what he is able to do when running that system. Uh, he's a plug-and-play kind of guy. So uh, the number of how many guys get drafted isn't going to represent the number of guys that might actually play in the NFL, especially in this age of the NFL. You hear about it every year. There's a guy that ends up being a star in the playoffs, and he wasn't even selected. He was just a guy that right. a team tried out, signed, and he's hit the roster. You've been in contact. You've, you've talked to, to potential draft picks in your, your years as a sports director here. What, what are these January through April months like for the Austin Allens and the Cam Jurgens of the world? There, there's a lot of stress um, from... In, in those two examples, they went to the NFL Combine. 
So that is a week of everything. You want to be physically on point. You want to be mentally on point. Uh, you have to do all these interviews that are very important because that's where these teams get to know who you are as a person. Um, but even beyond that, you know, these weeks leading up to the draft, it's not like they're just training because a lot of the workouts are already done. Yes, they are still training, but they're flying all over the country to meet Interview, with some of these teams. Right? Yes, because uh, the executives right now are trying to narrow that list. Who are the players we are going after? And then also coming up with their checkers board of who they need to position to draft in what round with what pick or is it somebody that they feel like they could maybe pick up as an undrafted free agent? So the guessing game from the NFL executives perspective is happening right now. But also, they're flying in as many guys as they can just to evaluate who they want to really go after. So how well do you interview on three weeks of jet lag? Uh, yeah, that, that, that's <laughs> I mean, got to be tough. It's a, I mean, I enjoy travel, but city to city to city to city every single day that's going to be a lot on these players right and, and you know you asked the question bill of what's it's been like the last couple of months if you rewind like three months from now that's where the training was really intensive for the austin allens the cam jurgens cam taylor brits jojo Dolman. especially if you're in that combine or you know pro day a couple weeks if you're later. not in the combine and then you know pro day is your chance that one day may ultimately dictate your future and whether you're going to get a chance to play football professionally. In terms of Nebraska's Pro Day, they had a number of guys perform very well at the Pro Day. They only helped their stock. I can't think of anybody really that went to the Pro Day and saw their stock sink, to be honest. With you. Ben Stilley is a guy that I thought uh, he looked great during mm -hmm. Nebraska's Pro Day. He looked like he had uh, maintained his build, big, strong guy. And he was very fleet of foot when he was doing the shuttle run and some of the other activities that they went. Uh, he had to go through. Okay, I'll, I'll give you uh, two two picks right now for which direction we take this podcast. Either we can go first, let's look at the eight, nine, ten guys that could be drafted, or f first, do we look at the history of Huskers in the NFL draft? Let's go with the current guys. Yeah, let's we, go we current. Just reference some of those right now. And you know, when we set that number of three point five. You know, we got to target Cam Jurgens. likely going to be the first Nebraska players taken. If you're, if you're watching us, uh, which you always can do on Facebook Live or via the 10 Eleven Now app on Apple TV, Fire Stick, Roku, uh, we got a little graphic up here, Husker 2022 draft potential. Uh, this is just various mocks that I've seen around, you know, possible second, third round. I'm really not sure who's going to go first here, whether it's Cam Jurgens or Cam Taylor, Britt, but both of those seem like higher round draft picks. Maybe not on Thursday, but likely Friday. It's going to be Cam Jurgens. I really think so. I, I think especially uh, some of the videos that kind of went widespread on Cam and what he can do athletically, and then you realize, oh, my goodness, this guy is a center. Uh, there's going to be a team that doesn't want to miss on him because I, I think there, there's going to be a long line of teams that would like to get somebody to anchor the offensive line in the future and Jurgens is going to be a tough talent to pass on so I would put him higher in terms of selectees compared to Cam Taylor Britt. The athletic ability at the center position or something else you know it's certainly possible that he doesn't play center in the NFL but also you look at the size of Cam Taylor Britt. Athletic ability and size. Height, length, strength at that cornerback position coveted in the NFL. 
Yeah, uh, Cam Taylor-Britt ran really well. We had, thank you, I think he ran a 4-3 in the 4-3 range at the uh, NFL Scouting Combine. Did not run during Nebraska's Pro Day. Didn't need to because... No, when you post a, when you post a, a number uh, right around 4-4, I think, uh, why, why, why go and run in the Pro Day and maybe unless, do a 4-6? Unless know. you really feel like you could get into the 4-2 range, sure, go for it. But, you know, if you've already hit 4-4 four, four or under, uh, just let it be. Uh, it's, it's now to the point for Cam Taylor-Britt of, like, what are his ball skills like? How well can he cover? You know, uh, does he stay on in press coverage? And I think that his tape really speaks for itself. I still think the best play in Cam Taylor-Britt's Nebraska career was the, tip, the tipped ball in 2020. Two years ago at Purdue, that's the play you're talking about. Not the about. interception, but the one where he yes. jumped out of his he mind. He hung in the air yep. for a ridiculous amount of time and long-armed the ball away from the receiver, who I believe was David Bell. Um, and, and you look at Cam, who Cam Taylor Britt guarded this past season for Nebraska. As one of the better corners in the Big Ten, he was going up against the better receivers the in the Olaves, Big Ten. The Olaves, the Bells. And that's where Cam Taylor-Britt's tape uh, is, is pretty good. And so I think that Cam Taylor-Britt's probably going to be, if I had to guess it, I think he's a three, four-round guy. Um, but I, I think that the graphic is right, Bill, that you put together. Cam Jurgens, Cam Taylor-Britt, both going to be drafted, could possibly both be on Friday. Would you, would you say they are the only two absolute locks of the entire draft? For Huskers? No. Who's, who's your third lock? JoJo Doman. I really think JoJo is going to get drafted. Um, Versatile. I think versatility, character. Did you see his interview on uh, NFL Network? Said all the right things, championship mentality. He's got pretty strong connections to the NFL. I don't think we can uh, overlook that. His father is an NFL agent. Um, his mother is serving as his agent. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and helping out with wow. uh, the yeah. NFL process. So I, I think JoJo's going to get picked. You know, I'm not you saying that. you think she cut him a deal on the rates? No. She's going to get hers <laughs> because JoJo's about to get paid, Bill. Uh, no, I think that, you know, JoJo's got so much going for him. Very mature. When you compare him to some of the other guys uh, that are in this draft class, he is somebody that, you know, he played in uh, two extra seasons in college football. He's so mature, and I think that that uh, potential locker room impact, executives are going to see that and notice that. As we talked about the interview process, and I think JoJo, shoot, he's such an – I feel dumb when I talk to JoJo because he's so socially aware. He's so well-spoken. Um, his IQ is off the charts. I, I feel like JoJo is a guy that – Teams are just going to want to have him there. So if we are doing the Kevin Suits and Bill Shamert mock draft right now, you're saying Cam Jurgens second, Cam Taylor-Britt third, JoJo fourth, fifth? Uh, I don't know where JoJo goes. I'm going to put him at a sixth round pick. Okay. The other two, I think, biggest possibilities, I just, I know Austin Allen is, is on that fringe draft, not drafted. I don't understand how the Big Ten tight end of the year does, goes undrafted. I just don't think it's possible. It could happen. I really think it could happen. Um, I, I think Austin Allen definitely should be in an NFL rookie camp. 
in a few months. Uh, I think he's worthy of being drafted. I don't know that it will happen, though, especially when you think about the other tight ends from the Big Ten over the past couple of years, uh, like Hawkinson from Iowa. Now, he's having a productive NFL career. Uh, you can keep on going down the line of some of the guys that have produced at the NFL level. Uh, Austin's just a different body. He's tall, and I think if we would have put he's Austin... not as thick. If we would have put Austin Allen in the, let's just say, 2012 NFL draft class, he's probably a third or fourth round pick. Because that's when Jimmy, Jimmy Graham was one of the better, not only tight ends in the NFL, one of the better players in the NFL. And that's where there was this transition offensively at the professional level of stretching the field with the tight end. I feel like that's not happening as much anymore, but that doesn't mean it, it's going to completely negate what Austin Allen brings to the table. But I feel like what six, eight red zone target, what, what he does was a little bit more trendy seven, eight years ago, as opposed to football now, but there are still some teams, I think like the Patriots, uh, the, the saints Seahawks to an extent, like, they still utilize value at tight end, especially in red zone situations. Samari Toure. He had a good, I mean, he had a good pro day. He had a very productive season at Nebraska. Uh, shined in, in, in one of those, those all-star games the that East they West do. Shrine Bowl. East Two West touchdowns. Shrine Bowl. He looked really good. One of the plays was outstanding. And this is a loaded, maybe the best wide receiver draft. Uh, this is Overall, I feel like this is perceived as a pretty weak NFL draft because you don't have the marquee quarterbacks. You got the Aiden Hutchinson. Um, you got the guy from Georgia. But really, like, elite uh, pass rusher like a Bosa or a Chase Young isn't really there. But wide receiver is loaded. I mean, you're talking you could see seven or eight in the first round. Yeah. It's, it, it, I'm glad you kind of went there. It just doesn't seem as sexy as an NFL draft, right? Because some of the guys that are are seen regularly on Saturday. You're going to have three or four quarterbacks in the first five Yeah, picks. it's going to be a lot of linemen. And there's going to be a lot of, like, Google searching of, like, oh, first-round pick of the Detroit Tiger. Who's that That guy? one guy. Right. And, yeah. and it's not like, oh, my goodness, we, we've, we were watching him, Johnny Manziel. You know, the guys that were on every single Saturday night primetime game. You know what I mean? Like, so right. it's going to be a little bit different of a draft. But receiver is the one skill position that is it's really deep and that works against Samari uh will he get drafted I think there's going to be teams interested in him no doubt about that and that's another guy if he doesn't get drafted he's going to get five minutes after that seventh round is over yep the uh the fringe likely undrafted free agents I had listed there Deontay Williams Markel Dismuke Ben Stilley and we already talked about it Damian Daniels yeah I think they won't. Don't they all get signed? Oh, I would. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody gets them in. That doesn't mean they're going to be on the team when the season kicks off. But Levi Falk, another potential. Yeah. Player. Yeah. That, that's a good one to include as well. Uh, so, you know, that's the fury of the draft. Once it's done, boy, you'll start seeing. Yeah. I mean, we listed nine or ten guys. There. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's, you know, I wrote in kind of the, the headline for the push notification that went out for this. Why this could be one of the most successful NFL drafts in recent memory for Nebraska. And there's no first-rounders, but keep in mind, Nebraska's only had four picks in the last three years. Best NFL draft for Nebraska since when? When was the last draft that would maybe be this productive in terms of getting guys into the 2011 league? 2011 with Prince. 
2016, you had four picks. Malik Collins, yeah, Vincent, Vincent Valentine, Valentine yeah. Alex Lewis, and Jano. Yeah, and Malik Collins was an early entry. I, I mean, look at 2015, Bill. Amir Abdullah, Randy Gregory, Kenny Bell. Like, that's it's only three guys, but th that's three very talented guys. I mean, you can keep rewinding, you know, in, you know, 2011. So you had seven. You had seven and then one, two, three, four, five in the top five rounds. I mean, that was pretty good. And then you look at the guys who, who those guys were. All were pretty notable NFL players. Uh, Prince of Mukamara, first-round pick. Roy Hallou, uh Niles Paul had a nice NFL just career as well. retired recently. Yep. So you'll hear you'll hear Nebraska come across the probably not the, Thursday. Probably not Thursday. That that's not going to happen. But I the, think Possibly Friday you hear Friday. at least one, maybe two names. We'll see. Do you know where any any of these uh, watch parties are going to be? Or is anybody going to Vegas? Is are these players staying home? Uh, from what I understand, most everybody's just going to hang out. You know, we've done a story before on uh, a local uh, football player who was potentially going to get drafted. He went golfing during yeah. the draft, did not want to know, and figured he would just, like, as the draft. This is back when it was, um, I think he was a Saturday selection, and it was probably going to be on the backside of Saturday. So to occupy him and not just sit there and freak out, he went golfing with his buddies. And then he sat down about 2 or 3 in the afternoon when he knew the window of possibly being selected was going to happen. And that's when it did happen. Uh, but, I mean, this is a guy whose life is about to change forever. Right. And you're telling me he's just hanging out at the golf course with his buddies? That's, I think. I mean, that's what Ken Shimmick does during Husky games. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. <laughs> it's the happy place, right? Um, so I think, from what I know, a lot of these guys, they're just going to be with family. And, and when you have a monumental moment in life, who do you want to be surrounded by? Yeah. You want to be at a bar in Vegas, or do you want to be on your couch at home with mom and dad? You want to be with friends. mom and dad and yeah. uh, your close family members, for sure. All right, let's have a little fun here. Huskers draft history. Uh, Nebraska just tweeted this out this morning, so I dug a little deeper. 1936 to 2021, 363 Huskers selected in the NFL draft. Obviously, you know, before the 91-92 season, there were a lot more rounds. Uh, but 32 first-round selections, one Number one pick, Kevin Suits, do you know who it is? Irving Fryer. 1984 to the New England Patriots. Irving Fryer, the only number one pick in, uh, in Nebraska's draft history. And then I just, uh, I crunched some numbers. I thought this was interesting and not surprising. 1980s, 60 NFL draft picks. 1990s, considering three national championships, 63 NFL draft picks, 2000s, that drops down to 41, 2010s, that drops down to 28. The last first round pick was Prince in 2011, Bill. I'm just wondering, was there anybody else since 2011 worthy of a first round pick? The first name that came to my mind was Levante David. He was a second round pick. Well, and if, if Randy Gregory didn't have the off yes. the field issues, I think he was, was probably a no brainer first round pick. Um, Amir, you know, Amir was great in college. He's had a steady NFL career, but 2015 NFL draft, that was really kind of where they started sliding running backs back. I mean, you could see zero running backs taken in the first round. You likely will see zero running backs taken in the first round this year. Isn't that wild? One of the most important positions on the field, 
and now like one of the least paid. I wonder if it's because there are there there's just more good running backs, or maybe the gap between a second round running back and a sixth round running back. Maybe that gap is not as wide as it used to be. Some food for thought. In non-Huskers NFL draft move, should we hit a little bit of the transfer portal? Let's go there. Let's go volleyball first. Keona Leokana uh, transferring from the program. Um, we had, she, uh, what, she led the Huskers in aces last year. Heck she, of a server. Heck of a server. She was a part of that back row that they called the Legion of Boom. Um, yeah. That, that, that one hurts a little bit. It's She's a such a fan support, yeah. favorite, I, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, is she going to have the libero jersey? Nope. No, it's going to Lexi Rodriguez. So I can understand from her, uh, Akana's perspective, that, you know, continuing to play second fiddle, uh, though they were able to find her a role, a prominent role within the team, I could understand. I mean, she's... She's going to go somewhere pretty good, though. When you're Nebraska in volleyball, you are the Alabama of football. You are going to bring in the best talent. And if that amazing talent doesn't see the playing time that maybe they want, they're going to go fight. And there's nothing wrong with it. That is the age that we live in. They're going to go be a starter somewhere else. And you know, one of my first reactions to Akana's news that she's going to transfer was, well, that's what Nicklin's going to do now. Because they've talked about Nicklin Hames having a different role on the team, and we understand she's not going to be their setter this year. And so Akana's departure, it may be Nicklin becomes a serving specialist and plays in the back row. And that might be Nicklin's next role with the Huskers. Interesting. I wanted to pull up this tweet from uh, Jeff Goodman yesterday, uh, one of the best college hoops writers out there. Uh, he called Baylor Shireman. Uh, former Aurora Husky, right? Is that right? Correct. He called Baylor Shireman the most coveted transfer in transfer portal history. The people who reached out, keep in mind he declared for the NFL draft. He was the Summit League player of the year last year. Declared for the NFL draft, the NBA draft. We got you. (laughs) Um, But now he wants to test the waters in the transfer portal. Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, Baylor, Gonzaga, UNC, Arizona, UCLA, Michigan State, Arkansas, Louisville, Maryland, Creighton, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Florida, West Virginia, the list goes on. So were these the list of schools that contacted him out of Aurora High School? No. No. And so some people that are just a little bit against the transfer portal, here you go. This is why some people do it, because they'll go to school, they'll prove what they can do, and South Dakota State NCAA tournament. Team yeah, last year. And, and not to mention, you know, his overall ball skills and playmaking ability and the headband. The headband, <laughs> you know, and he's and he's a good kid and he's a good kid. So it's like, all right, who wants me? You you've seen the measurables. He, he's a long, a long guy that can play the point and shoot really well. And that's where you get the list of. Kansas, Kentucky, Gonzaga, just, just North pick, Carolina. Just pick any of the top 20 basketball programs of the last decade, and they're on this list. Like, how do you think Baylor feels? Like, seeing his phone blow up earlier this week, just like, yeah. whoa, oh, another, wow. You know, like, how cool. Now, we don't know that he's going to continue to play college basketball, but if he wants to, obviously the he option go, is there. Obviously he can go wherever he wants to go. And I, I wonder how this is all playing out from Baylor's perspective. He declared for the NBA draft 
first. Not the NFL draft. Was he really intent on going to the NBA? Or was that just the first chess move to then go to the portal and see what is out there? Because if it was really in pursuit of the NBA, then the NBA is probably the next step. But if this was just like the pawn to position for the portal, I mean, he played his cards right. Because now you have everyone. And keep in mind, NIL, I mean, you're gonna, he's going to get a big old check wherever he goes uh, for name, image, likeness, appearances. Oh, for sure, for sure. And he's in no rush to do this. Does Nebraska have a chance here? I think Gre- so. Greasel and Baylor Shireman for the 2022-23 Huskers? Wouldn't that be fun? If you could only rewind a few years and put them on the court at the same time at the beginning of their college careers. Uh, does Nebraska have a chance? Man, Fred's going to have one. Going to have to have one incredible, incredible recruiting pitch <laughs> to beat out those teams. Because you think about the other players, Bill, that have maybe had similar opportunities that did not choose Nebraska. Chucky Hepburn, Hunter Salas. It didn't seem like Nebraska really had a chance with them. Because but do, the do you have, so do you have any peer recruiting going on over here? Sam Greasel, Baylor Shireman. Grew up playing Nebraska high school basketball together, all-star teams together. Is there, any, is there anything that can, that can happen there? Listen, Bill. <laughs> he's trying to choose between... To call up his buddy Austin Allen the, and say, hey, what do you He's think? trying to choose between the reigning national champs, every blue blood that exists in college basketball, right. and a team that went... I see went, where you're going with this, dot, rea- dot, dot, dot. That's rea- where, this reality show. That, that's Thank where you. it's just like he has to have something so deep in his heart to be closer to his family and to be just back in his home state, that that has to outweigh any of the other glamorous things that would come with playing for one of the greater programs in college basketball. Nebraska has has never been known as a state to produce a a bunch of basketball uh, products. But, I mean, when you look at the the Mike Doms and the Baylor Shiremans and the Sam Greasels and the Hunter Salas and the Chucky Hepburn, in the last five years, I mean, there has, there's, some, there's some great high school and development coaching going on in the state of Nebraska when it comes to basketball. Right yeah, now. and I don't think I'm surprised by this. Because if you have attended the state basketball tournaments over the past five years, the window that you just gave, Bill, you noticed. Like, those games were good. And there was good talent. And there's been Charlie easily shot 50% for South Dakota State. Yeah, so it, yep. it, it doesn't really come... As a surprise, we can go even deeper on that list than the guys that you just mentioned. Oh, yeah. And even when, when Chucky and Hunter were in high school, like, there was just this swell of people saying, you better enjoy this now. And that was so true because it was, it was unique that Nebraska had a five-star prospect. And th- it was unique that they had two guys in the top one. Isaac Trout. Now, I was just going to yeah. lead right into Isaac Trout. And Trout was like a few years behind. And I don't know that it's going to fade off. Because if you watch the Class A championship this past year, shoot, Miller North had like four Division I guys on the floor at one time. And Jason Green's going to be an excellent college player, I believe. So it, it might be continuing to go up in terms of Nebraska producing good high school basketball players. The, the question is, like, all right. So Can Nebraska actually get them? Exactly. It, and it, know it, that they're there. Right. I think now they know that they're there. Now it's just about selling. Right. What do we miss? 
Nebraska spring volleyball match this past weekend out in Grand Island. Huge success, over 6,000 people there. Um, Kayla Caffey did not play, still waiting on that eligibility situation. But overall, Becca Alec looked good. Becca Alec looked good. You like the corncob headband, right? Love the corncob headband. That's going to be a hit, right? And there's going to be some company out there that's going to be very <laughs> happy because I think the sales of those are going to go uh, way yeah, high. In the yeah, point. I think uh, you might be onto something there. All right, that'll do it for the End Report podcast. Until next week, I'm Bill Shamrin. He is Kevin Suits. We will see you on the TV later on. You've been listening to the End Report podcast from 1011 Now. Subscribe and leave a ratings on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you download your podcast. For more Husker coverage throughout the week, watch 1011 Now Sports and download the 1011 Now app.